Yo, we back and 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 we back. So everybody, I hope you're having a good apocalypse. The shutdown has begun. The shops are closing. The cafes are closing. The pubs, the pubs are closing. When they close the pubs, you know it's fucking serious. So yeah, corona panic has taken over the country. Here in the Netherlands, shit really exploded over the last 48 hours. Yesterday they closed the coffee shops and uh, everyone was running. There was queues around the block outside every coffee shop in the country. People were seriously scared, man. I'd barely made it in. I got in there at like 5.55. The guy was like, you're the last one. There was these guys behind me, and he was like, you can't come in. They were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Can you buy it first, man? I'll suck you the money, bro. <laughs> I'll get you your ass. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good fun and games, actually. I quite like it. I'm Team Corona. Um, obviously, as you can see, Uber Radio is still alive and kicking. The building in which we operate has not been closed down. Because ad hoc is some real hustlers. Shout out. Uh, and yeah, because it's not, you know, it's not Horika. It's just a bunch of startups working in the same building. Not that we're a startup. We're a, we're, in, we're, we're a nothing. We're an unlabelable, uncategorizable, unboxable bunch of mandem in the studio bringing it all together. But yeah, I wanted to do a quick episode today about the Democratic debate last night and the state of the presidential election. So I had a lot of high hopes for this debate, yeah, um, because it was going to be between Biden and Bernie, just them two. And it's the first debate where this has happened, just them two, and it's a two-hour-long debate. And originally, it was going to be a town hall-style thing, where members of the audience were going to ask questions to them two seated, seated. Don't know how the fuck this was sorted. Um. The DNC changed the rules like two weeks ago. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to change the format and have it be, uh, you know, a town hall type thing. And, you know, which is very different from an actual debate with professional moderators. Because even though the moderators are insanely corrupt and biased and just terrible, it's a different dynamic because you have a professional moderator putting forward a question to both of them, essentially, and letting them take turns. Whereas when it's a town hall, you have people from the audience asking questions to specific people. So it would be a harder, I think, to bring up that dynamic of conflict, which is so necessary for Bernie to do well um, or to come back from his losing position at the moment. So, yeah, I went into it last night. It was 1 a.m. I'm there. Couple of zoots deep, really feeling it, really, you know, getting pumped and scared and nervous for the few hours beforehand. And I was also thinking about how everybody was going to be inside right now this is going to be like a really well broadcasted watch debate because fucking everyone's indoors like the panic hit at the perfect time and also it was just you could combine the panic with this idea of medicare for all and you know really focus on that which bernie is just so many flipping light years better than joe biden on i was like this is it this is the perfect storm this is the moment well, we can turn this around, but Bernie has to come into it, guns blazing. No punches held, just bang, 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 bang. 
attacking all night, exposing, directly addressing him, calling him a liar, calling him corrupt. Oh my God, we're getting a call from special contributor, Timon Tamincha. Let me get him on the line. Yo, team on mate, what are you saying? You're on Uber Radio, Party Roulette. How are we doing? Coffee shops are open again. No way. <laughs> why did Why did you make me flip in sprint there at 5:45? <laughs> hold on, hold that thought for a second, man. I need to find the aux cable so I can plug you into the system. I'm in. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Coffee shops are open. We just watched the historic speech by our prime minister, Maragreta. No way. Where he was describing uh, how, like, almost half of the people will be in a way so we can create herd immunity uh, for all the healthy people first. And because of that, we can, you know, lower the peak, and so the hospitals can cope with uh, with the amount of people in intensive cares, etc. Wow! So you've um, come around so yeah, to the British a, approach. It was a f- fairly decent uh, speech. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, he was definitely also speaking about that it will take weeks and months for and, and years even. Uh, to to deal with the full consequences, um, so yeah, we'll see uh, how everything will transpire. I think during the week there will be a lot of new measures, especially uh, towards all the all the people who are very financially affected by this. All the all the people working in hospitality, uh, all the people who work by themselves, you know, musicians, but also the. Uh, people without a contract or flex contracts who are very much affected by that. I don't think I will get any money from him, you know, even though I lost my job as well. But Timon you know, did lose his job. We're very worried. Whatever. Whatever. My, you're in my prayers, man. That was that was rough. You get kicked out of the group chat unceremoniously. Uh, when you get kicked out of group chat, you know, you can still see the group chat. Yeah, says, yeah, yeah. And then you have to out. delete it. You have to delete it and it's like fuck off man I don't, I don't need you and then you put on put on some fucking push your tea and like early early chance to rapper <laughs> it was a very sad moment so what are you talking about you're still talking about America huh? uh, I gave a little little update of um of the corona at the beginning but I was talking about a democratic debate about to get stuck in but I wanted to ask you just there quickly what so Mark Rutte in the Netherlands they're now going for herd immunity which has been the British strategy over the last couple of days Mm, yeah, I think uh, he very much also spoke about that they do not want to have a full lockdown. They want to close the borders. They don't want have to force everyone to be inside at all times because he said that um, there's a lot of scientists that, that claim that's actually not the way to go. Yeah, I thought uh, so as well. So, Based on my many uh, years of research and, and studying <laughs> Based, into based biology on my, and pathology, yeah. yes. 
<laughs> in my opinion, we should do this. Based on my desire to go pub. I was just in Fondelpark. I was just in Fondelpark, man. It's packed. Oh, yeah? There were so many people running in Fondelpark, man. It was, really? It was insane. Yeah, man. It was really? super busy. Yeah, man. Man, it's funny, this. It I kind of uh, like it. I kind of really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm uh, team, I'm team Corona all the way. You know, you're out there on the streets. All the people you see on the streets are these young, healthy people, and you're like, hey, you don't care. Hey, I also don't care. Yeah, it's cool. It's all good. And then yeah, all the fucking vibe, all the scared vibe. people have gone back home. Responsibility, man. Responsibility is everything. Responsibility. responsibility, man. So everything. Wednesday we're organizing Champions League night. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Uh, we have the Ajax uh, games ready to go. Ah, I see. <laughs> starting, oh, the... starting at nine o'clock. We will get the boys around. A Champions League maybe on Thursday. We'll watch uh, Europa League Classic. Okay. You know? All right. Then that that'll be good actually. That'll be good. And everyone everyone has to sit a meter apart and wear the masks and have their own have their own snacks. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. No, uh, no, no high five. No high fives. Yeah. I think it's probably best as well if if nobody speaks too much because there might be a couple of dudes who don't have face masks. So we can all just text to each other in a group chat, and then like you yeah. know, put 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 our hands up if like we want to laugh or something. Like lol. That sounds good though, man. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. I'll uh, call you after recording's done. Did you watch the debate yesterday, by the way? Uh, nah, man, I watched The Matrix. Ah, that's pretty good as well, yeah. I just saw a Matrix Bernie meme that was Bernie wearing, like, the Neo glasses. Or no, the other guy, the Martin Fishburne glasses. And, or Neo's wearing them by the end as well, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But um, it says, what if I told you the same thing I've been telling you for 30 slash 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's what he's done. That's what he's done. But yeah, G. Larry Fishburne, he's from he's from a uh, Cotton Club, right? Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cotton Club. Maybe hasn't seen that. One of uh, Nick Cage's first films. It was his first film, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Larry Fishburne and Nick Cage have been together in three films. Oh, the trilogy. Oh yeah. I might have to watch that one. Of these oh, yes. Yeah. I started reading the Nick Cage Hollywood's Wild Talent book. Oh, my God. It's uh, nice. so good. Man, I'm reading the Steven there. Seagal book right now. Really? Man, it's so good, man. Mm. I love learning about his childhood, all of his, can... all of his flipping uh-huh. stupid anecdotes and adventures. But, yeah, anyway, G, I'll call you after I'm done doing this. And uh, maybe we can, you know, do some, no problem. Do some good quarantine luck. Stay chilling. safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay um, safe. Make sure you don't forget to ejaculate in your elbow. Um, never shake hands with anybody Wash anymore. Hands. What was that? Wash your hands. Wash your always hands. wash your hands. Wash your always hands. Wash your hands. Wash your dick. Ejaculate into your elbow. That's all you need to know. But yeah, right. mate. Thank you for coming right. on the Good show. Good luck, my man. Good luck. In Thank, a bit, thanks for having me. In a bit. That was uh, Timon, great friend of the show, with the uh, Amsterdam citywide corona update. Uh, but yeah, where was I? So I was talking about 
this this debate and how it went down last night. Um, I really had some high hopes for it. I thought Bernie could come out of it. He could really change the narrative tonight just because it's it's a time of change. It's a time when everything's fucking upended and everybody's forgotten that Joe Biden's the front runner. It really felt like that. Like, this is open. This is it. There's two of them now. Make your fucking choice because there's so many undecided voters and that's what we saw on Super Tuesday and Super Tuesday Part 2 was that these votes were decided by undecided voters. So many people went into it. Like, you know, they decided in a couple days before or on the day or even in the voting booth who they were going to vote for so that's obviously why the media had such a strong impact in pushing this narrative of joe biden as mr electable joe biden as the comeback kid joe biden as the unity candidate who's the most likely to defeat trump because what we saw in these exit polls as well where they asked people who do you think's better on policy and they say bernie and they are you ask them what do you think about medicare for all polling like 70%. What do you think about all of these policies? Bernie comes out on top every blipping time. So then why is it that Bernie's considered the radical when he's actually in line with mainstream popular opinion? And this is something that Karl Kalinske on Secular Talk, who's uh, my, my, my big inspo, big, big man. Um, what he's been saying recently is we need to change this narrative and we need to change the rhetoric entirely like this whole radical revolutionary thing has been good at getting people into the fold who were like you know marginalized or really disillusioned with modern politics or radicalized outside of this Overton window of centrist politics and bringing them back into the fold but calling yourself a radical and revolutionary when actually all of your policies are overwhelmingly popular why, why are you a radical why are you revolutionary sure like in, in some ways you're a revolutionary but you're not really you're not trying to overthrow the government you're just trying to have sensible reform that everybody wants and I think that's actually been one of his one of the biggest criticisms and last night was the first time actually the I truly believe that it was done and it was over and it wasn't because of a lot of people you know the media gets a lot of shit and rightly so and CNN MSNBC CBS Fox News actually is probably the best out of the lot in, the, in, in this realm for example uh, when it comes to covering establishment Democrats um, they have a lot of the blame because they do not fact check Joe Biden they give him the benefit of the doubt and they do not give money the benefit of the doubt but that's the game we've known that for many many years so why is it that given that knowledge given the situation as it is the Bernie campaign hasn't been effectively dealing with that in a smart way because what we needed to see last night was Bernie completely changes rhetoric Stop calling himself a revolutionary. Stop saying he's a radical. Anybody who says that is like, no, actually, you know what? I'm not. You know what? I'm not. Like, I've I've been so ingrained in this terrible system that we have and trying to change that and fix it that I've been poisoning myself as a revolutionary. But actually, you know what? I'm not. I'm the moderate. I'm the only one here who can beat Trump. And this was the thing as well, what I was trying to say is why... In two hours of debating, of intense flipping debate where they were allowed like three minute answers sometimes, 
electability wasn't brought up once once and then as soon as the coverage afterwards started the cnn host is like oh of course but you know the most important issue to americans is electability and it's like so you ask about china and trade deals and a whole load of random nonsense throughout that i mean it was pretty good in terms of the questions actually it was one of the better ones that i've seen but you ask about that and then afterwards you bring up electability why is that is it because you're not actually so certain that Joe Biden is the most electable? So yeah, that was that was the situation. Um, electability was the main thing on everybody's mind. That's what these establishment Democrats, these capital D Democrats, are voting based on is who's the most electable. And the reason they've all kind of come behind Biden is just it's just like herd mentality you know we're talking about herd immunity this is herd mentality of oh biden is now the most electable because that's what everyone's saying and it's like no that's what cnn's saying that's what msnbc's saying that's what your fucking flipping friend down the road linda who's obviously never going to vote for trump because trump's a sexist that's what she's saying it's not about linda it's not about cnn it's not about any of these dickheads it's about these independent voters it's about people who voted for Obama twice and then flipped to Trump because they actually were so sick and tired of establishment Dems. It's the people who have no interest in this primary in terms of voting for Biden, who are just never going to vote for Biden. It's, it blows my mind. But yeah, so coming into this with Bernie like 120 or so delegates down, there needed to be a monumental shift in his rhetoric and he didn't do it i think there was maybe two or three points where he properly attacked him and was like joe listen he called him out on social security and he said joe did you or did you not in this specific year go on the floor of the senate and say that we should cut social security and medicare and medicaid and he's like nope and he's like did you say that did you I'm asking you again. I'm asking you again, Joe. I'm asking you again. Did you do that? He was like, nope, nope, nope. And he's like, all right, everybody, American people, go to YouTube.com, search this. It'll show you what the truth is. And I, like, it was good. It was all right, but it was nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough. And every single Bernie supporter online afterwards took this moment and was like, oh, oh I did it. Like, that's that. The haymaker. Bang. KO'd. And I'm just watching like, okay, that was good. We need two hours of that. And we didn't get two hours of that. We got maybe 20 minutes of that, if that. So it just wasn't enough. And you had a couple other moments where he called him out for his support for the bankruptcy bill. And he really got Joe Biden to lie. Because Joe Biden said, no, I didn't do that. And it's like, he, he did do that. But then... Him saying, go on YouTube.com is like, no, don't ask people to do that because the people who you need their votes, they don't know how fucking YouTube works, man. They just turn on CNN. This is where they get their news. This is where they get their facts. The people who already support you, the people who already love you, they know what YouTube is. They can search it, but they don't need to because they already support you. They already know about it. He, he, he really forgot who he was speaking to and it made, just made me think that his advisors are fucking shit. And this campaign actually is not as smart as I thought it was. And I had this when I was in Iowa and I had people telling me to just do what I was told and, you know, this and that. And the campaign knows what it's doing. I don't think it does. 
I've actually last night it really pissed me off and I was watching this just watching Bernie flounder watching Bernie be nice and I'm there like you have nothing to lose at this point your strategy so far has got you here whether you like it or not whether you blame it on the media or on the establishment coalescing behind Biden and them dropping out the day before Super Tuesday that's the facts and you've now had two weeks to adjust to everything that happened on bloody Monday and you haven't your strategy has not changed your rhetoric has not changed up to this point I see where it came from the idea of we're going to be nice we're not going to play dirty we're not going to go negative we're going to be positive the whole time and keep on just explaining why our platform is the best our policy is the best and bring people around and at the time that made sense and the revolutionary rhetoric it made sense and I was behind it to a large extent because that was back when the campaign was split between 5,000 different candidates and all he needed to do was get to 30% of the vote and then as soon as everybody dropped out Super Tuesday hits he doesn't need 30% anymore he needs 50% he needs establishment Democrats he needs people who are voting purely based on electability who haven't made up their mind yet and don't really know enough about this shit and just watch CNN and MSNBC So as soon as that happened, there should have been a monumental shift in his rhetoric. And pretty much every single big left-wing pundit was saying this. You go on the Hill, you go Secular Talk, you go TYT, you go any of these any of these people. They were all like, Bernie, please, 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 please start talking about how Joe is electable. Talk about how he has dementia. Talk about how he voted for the Iraq war. Talk about how Trump is going to expose him the exact same way he exposed Hillary because politically speaking Hillary and Biden are like identical they were both a part of Obama's administration they both started around the same time they've supported the same things in their career there's no difference they're new Democrats and yeah I just the fact that he didn't bring up electability once in this debate the fact that he didn't bring up the Iraq war once in this debate, the fact that he barely talked about all of the disastrous trade deals that Joe Biden has voted for really got under my skin. And actually, I was sitting there last night just thinking about how he's actually abandoned his base. Because Bernie's base is these people who didn't believe in politics until he came around. Really young people who just were so done with it, who maybe supported Obama and were like, nah, it's never going to happen. People who'd seen Trump happen, people who came around to his message in 2016, just this huge coalition of young people who were like, yes, yes, and who were tired of taking the shit, who were tired of watching what they said and walking on eggshells around all this political PC bullshit that was so often there within the establishment Democratic Party. And we're just calling it how it is. And Bernie, in that New York Times interview, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. Yes, son, no, you don't. But somewhere along the way, in this election maybe just in your career in general you forgot that and you forgot truly how to fight when fighting is necessary and he let Biden attack him attack him attack him last night and it's like I feel like other Bernie supporters are a bit impervious to this and they're like they just cling on to those nice moments where Bernie finally actually you know stands up and defends himself rather than the countless other times where Biden was just lying about Bernie and Bernie was letting it happen. 
Biden was lying about his own positions. Biden was saying, no, you know, they talked about the coronavirus for like an hour. And Biden was like, under my plan, under my plan, you know, we're going to cover everybody and it's going to be free and it's going to be free. It's like, that's not your plan. Stop saying that's your plan. Your plan would not do that. Your plan is the same as it is now. And America, out of every country in the world, is the least prepared for this crisis. So I just, that was just infuriating me. Watching Biden just stand there and come out with these like wishy-washy lies. And, and Bernie just there like kind of smiling, just like doesn't, doesn't know when to stand up. You go, you know what Trump would do? I just, I was wishing, I was wishing just Trump would be in Bernie's body there for a second. Like his energy, his, Trump doesn't take bullshit when it comes down to the paint man. He pushes out the bullshit, but when he sees the bullshit, he calls that out like nothing. That was why he beat Hillary. Because all of, I was just, I had flashbacks to those Hillary Trump debates in 2016 where Hillary would just get pummeled, pummeled nonstop. She'd say to me, go, liar, liar, false. You voted for the Iraq war. You voted for the trade deals. You are part of the problem. You are not the solution. I'm the solution. Every single part of that is true except for the last bit. I'm the solution. And Bernie could be there and go, say the exact same thing. I'm the solution. And he is the solution. But he didn't do that. He said the exact same things he's been saying all year. If this was a debate in August, in September, even October, November even maybe, you know, whatever, sure, say the same things. Give it the spiel. Give it the revolutionary talk. Give it the bringing people together, explaining the policies. People don't need to hear anymore about wealth inequality, about how all these Americans are dying every year because of healthcare. People know that. Explain to us why Biden is not electable why he's a terrible candidate why he will almost certainly lose to trump and you actually have a very decent chance of beating him i just couldn't handle it and they're talking about the coronavirus and bernie doesn't really hit home on the fact of like listen yeah we talk about the coronavirus chill we have to have a proportionate response we have to do everything we can brilliant but right now our system is not set up to handle that why is that it's because we don't have medicare for all he did that a little bit, but it never felt forceful enough. It always felt like, oh, this is just my idea. And then Biden would be like, this is a national emergency. This is a national crisis. We need to address it like a crisis. And it, to me, imagining myself as the person who knows nothing, Biden won that entire exchange, that, that entire topic, because he seemed like he was being stronger on it. And he was able to say, like, listen, you want, like, to change the entire system. You want a revolution at this moment. How are we going to have a revolution when everyone's got Corona G? How's that going to work? And it's like, that's when you bring up like, listen, man, Corona. Yeah, it's important. You just don't even reply to his nonsense. And Bernie was always defending himself on the back foot, back foot. I couldn't hack it. And then I just, I'm just imagining him being there like, all right, coronavirus. Yeah, we're going to have. This is going to be a crisis. This is far worse than Ebola. Stop saying you handled Ebola. You didn't handle Ebola. Ebola was handled largely because of luck and because of West African organizations. The U.S. did very little as part of it, so stop taking credit for it. He could have said that. Didn't say that. Didn't attack him. Didn't call him a liar once. He must have lied about indirectly or directly 15 times last night. Didn't get called a liar once. All of the stuff throughout that, even when Bernie was showing how he was a liar, he didn't call him a liar. He just asked him. It would just felt weak. It was a weak. 
I'm I'm meandering on my points now because I'm just so so upset really you know I was kind of expecting it but it still hurts I hope that there would be a Hail Mary pass that there would be two hours of relentless attack of exposing I was hoping for like a Hillary Trump thing where you know the establishment them just walked out of there completely murked but it didn't happen Bernie let him carry on Bernie let him chat shit because in Bernie's mind is like I can't expose him Otherwise, I'm undermining the Democratic Party. And the uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. If you expose him now, there's a chance the Democratic Party actually wins. He, I think what, you know that's part of the problem is he didn't bring up this whole electability thing. He didn't expose Biden for how bad he is. And he's been getting asked in the past week, two weeks, do you think Biden's electable? And he always goes, yeah, 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 yeah I, I do. I think he could beat Trump. And it's like, he must genuinely believe that then. Either that or he's so deep into the democratic, just fucking fear of the party and of bucking trends and of being called a spoiler that he's, yeah, that he's not actually fighting as hard as he should be. Yeah, it must be tough though. I, I can sympathize with the Bernie campaign and why they haven't changed his rhetoric and why he's just carried on saying the same thing even when the circumstances have changed dramatically of you know they, they've done this whole thing where their campaign has been founded on being positive not negative being optimistic and not exposing people not attacking people that's why having somebody like Tulsi Gabbard was so good and she was able to really be Bernie's attack dog because she didn't give a fuck. She had nothing to lose. And Bernie is, no matter... Yeah, it really frustrates me. But yeah, this was some stuff that I wrote. I ended up writing like a weird poem about this last night. So it's first, this I'll just read all this stuff out that I wrote. Bernie has abandoned his base. So yeah, that's what I was saying is... Bernie's base is these hardcore people who are unapologetic and for Bernie to have not done that last night and to basically have buck like buckled it really upset me and I was like you bottled it man you could have come out of here and done everything that we needed you to do but you didn't Bernie has abandoned his base the debate on Sunday with Bernie's utter refusal to attack Biden demonstrated perfectly how Bernie has abandoned much of his base that hardcore leftist base, the base that would rather see revolution than reform. They believed in you and they have supported you harder than anyone else because you are the real deal, because you are a rock. In this debate, you went soft. You didn't fight out and call out and be unapologetic. You repeated the same rhetoric, which gave you our love. You didn't need to, we were already behind you. What you needed to do was expose Biden and why you're electable and he's a dud. He's a terrible candidate. He's Hillary 2.0, senile model. Why the fuck aren't you going in? Temps! Not to mention that Biden is a part of the political establishment. Is a crime. How the fuck are you holding back? You're aligning yourself with him rather than distinguishing. Agreeing with his shite instead of making it fight night. Get specific, you spastic. It's fucking simple. He's worlds under simple. Why are you giving him the benefit? Talk about the deficit. Deficits in his character. 
walking around characters of boomer kings and played out tricks. We got beat at their game. The underdog factor wasn't enough down the lane. We needed a strategy, a strong action team, a narrative they'd make a 30 for 30 straight out. He needed to catch Biden on the back foot. Quick left, right, good night, but he couldn't bring the heat. He let the old man set the beat. Yeah. There's just, there were so many little things that you can see in these debates, which if you've watched a lot, you understand. I feel like as well, some people are just, I like to think that I'm good at taking myself out of my own context and imagining how I would view it as an old person who, uh, you know, is undecided, is voting on electability and he really doesn't know. Cause it was interesting actually, my flatmate, Antonia, she heard me screaming at one point. I think it was when, when Bernie was like, did you vote for the bill? Were you defending? Okay, go to youtube.com America. And I, <laughs> I had like these faint fucking hopes that he was going to be like, all right, America, it's time. Get the guns. We're going out. <laughs> We're taking it by storm. <laughs> but no, he told us to go on YouTube, which really isn't going to do much because ultimately old people just don't look up this stuff. They're not going to do it. They watch CNN afterwards. And you think CNN are going to fact check him. No, they're not. CNN, after Bernie made this point, had a fucking counterpoint for Bernie ready. I thought they might. I think it was, I can't remember the girl, Bash, Lena Bash, something like that, Bash Bash. Um, she was like, uh, yeah, what, what, um, I thought she was going to, you know, do a fact check for Bernie there. Sorry, for Biden. So there was just a message that came up. I got a bit lost in my thoughts there. I thought she was going to do a fact check for Biden and say, all right, we're making this claim. This is a direct disagreement. Let's see who's correct. She didn't do that. She had a counterpoint for Bernie saying, but wait, Bernie, but didn't you say in 96 that maybe we should cut Social Security and start a total straw man pivot away from the true issue and you just see the bias there and the fact that cnn brought up how biden had just yesterday come out in support of elizabeth warren's plan for um i think it was for college reform i can't remember the exact policy that it was but it was one of elizabeth warren's more progressive plans and they're like so today you decided to support this why did you decide to support this and it's such like a nice, easy fucking layup question, you know, of like, why, why, oh, you're coming round, oh, you're a bit more progressive, isn't that lovely, Mr. Joe, you doing well? And then Bernie, four seconds later, so Bernie, you're revolutionary. Why does America need a revolution? Hmm? 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 Focusing on the most narrow, like, it's the same thing every flip in time, socialism, explain revolution explain whereas biden they go oh so you they actually ask him about his policies they never ask bernie about his policies really of why he supports them it's always why is this not feasible why is this too radical why is this a revolution how can you defend a revolution and when you frame it that way it's so hard for him to get out of that unless he went super aggressive which he didn't and this is the thing is that like yeah, I was saying about my flatmate, Antonia, she came out when she heard me screaming. 
and she was like what's going on and I you know I was like the fucking debate is just heating up and she watched the last hour of it with me and she doesn't know much about US politics but she knows a little bit I'd say probably about as much as many many voters in America right now and she just looked and she was like it seems like they're the same they're both she was watching it you know properly and she couldn't tell the difference that much she didn't she was like this is just two old white guys saying pretty similar things and they were saying similar things bernie was saying better things he was more coherent he was clearly smarter but that's not enough because people now are just going to vote for the guy who they think has more support who they think is more electable and CNN has control of that narrative and Bernie could have grabbed it back tonight. He was the only person who could have done that. This was his only moment to do that. And he bottled it. And that's what I'm saying now. I'm I'm so certain that tomorrow if the vote goes ahead, Super Tuesday Part 3, the finale of the trilogy, if it goes through, Bernie's going to lose. And that's that. It's done. You can't lose all three Super Tuesdays. It's done. So that's that and it's been a, about a year-long journey of me getting gassed over Bernie and being convinced he was gonna do it and that he could do it and I do actually believe that he could have done it but he didn't because he just bottled it at this crucial moment in this debate you know a lot of other stuff coming up till now which have led us here he didn't have that much control over. He did the best he could in his strategy up Super Tuesday. I think it was a very good strategy. But then the establishment got their shit together. The media got their shit together. And it all just came together for them. And now you had fucking, honestly, coronavirus sent from God to change, to give him a chance to change this. And he didn't. He pussied out. It's as simple as. And that's it. This has been Party Roulette. I've been Felix. Thanks for listening.